Jeff's, Jeff's Wonderland. And welcome to the Wonderland, people. I'm Jeff, and during the next 15 minutes or so, I'll be presenting you with a range of random thoughts, theories, and ideas which you may find educational, amusing, ridiculous, and maybe even worth thinking about a bit more the next time you're in the shower or standing in line at the supermarket checkout, or waiting to be arrested following an unfortunate incident involving a bar of Toblerone and a goat. Of course, whatever will be, will be, to each their own, and look, we do not judge here on the Wonderland, so all good. There will also be a little bit of new music today as well, as usual. So yes, it's a packed and varied program. Speaking of packed, One of the most important developments in packaging must have been the Tetra Pack, because for the first time, things like milk or juices or tomatoes or lots of other stuff could finally be purchased in easy-to-store and durable square or rectangular, or sometimes even triangular, cardboardy-ish containers. It really was revolutionary at the time, but it surprises me that this type of attitude towards storage has not been taken even further, given the huge advances that we've seen over the last 25 years in the area of, say, genetic modification of foodstuffs. Now, let me say here and now that just because I'm talking about GMO doesn't mean that I'm in favour of it from a nutritional standpoint, because I'm pretty much not. But at the risk of alarming animal rights people everywhere, it does make me wonder why food scientists have not yet developed a rectangular chicken. Now, don't get all up in arms about this, folks, because I'm not actually suggesting that it should happen. I'm just wondering why it hasn't, given that so many other stupid things have been developed and decided upon and approved of and suggested and even legislated in pretty much all of our lifetimes thus far. In fact, So much idiotic stuff, usually masquerading as progress, has been green-lighted during that time, and it's a miracle that the chickens and a whole bunch of other, shall we say, inconveniently shaped animals have managed to escape some kind of, let's say, convenient shape modification. Unfortunately, it might only be a matter of time before the let chickens and cows and ducks be chickens and cows and ducks movement springs into existence in order to prevent the genetic tetrification of these animals, which would be done with a view to getting them more easily into these little cardboard packs and cans for the sake of convenience and easy storage. It's a pretty horrible thought though, isn't it? But the thought of horrible has never ever stopped environmental genocide before, unfortunately, and I think money will always trump morality in a manner of speaking. Hmm. Anyway, look, this morning I'm sitting at Starbucks and I'm enjoying my caramel macchiato and I started thinking just now about socks. And that's not all. As usual, I got carried away with the subject and now I've got no choice but to drag you all kicking and screaming into the informational headmaster's office of theory time. You can't know what you can't know. I'm gonna tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory time. And welcome once again to Theory Time. Yeah, socks. In particular, pairs of socks. And why we still routinely feel the need to always wear a matching pair. As in, you know, exactly the same type and colour. 
Uh, I know there are hipsters and self-proclaimed fashion innovators out there and even homeless people who actively rail against this tendency and have absolutely no problem putting any type of sock on either foot in order to more comfortably wear a shoe. But, look, I honestly think we as a civilization need to completely abandon this obsession with matching this with that. Am I suggesting that we all walk around looking like a very disorganised version of Ronald McDonald? Well, maybe I am. But I think in this day and age, we're all probably feeling the need to loosen up a bit regarding what we wear and what the fashion industry tells us we should be wearing. Life's full of rules and regulations, right? And I know we do need a lot of them because most of us are pretty bloody hopeless and need some direction on a daily basis in regards to, you know, this and that, along with a bit of security and blah, 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 blah. But there's one area that no government or authority can really ever realistically regulate, at least in most countries, and that's what socks you choose to wear. Now, this does, I know, sound like some kind of rebellion against the basic tenets of fashion sensibility, and I suppose in a way it is. Because with all the rules and regulations out there, which we have pretty much no choice but to obey, I think it's about time that we started breaking rules that we can break without risking a hefty fine or indeed jail time. It might even become the last bastion of true personal liberation, self-expression and fashion freedom. And to hell with all the aesthetic naysayers. Another very significant benefit to feeling the freedom of wearing whatever sock you want to wear on whatever foot at whatever time is that you'll no longer be afraid of ending up with that one lonely orphaned sock because you've accidentally left the other one in the washing machine or the dryer at the laundromat. In fact, I reckon that with this change of attitude, you'd see that situation as the beginning of a new fashion adventure as you pair that green sock with the blue and white polka-dotted one that you accidentally picked up the week before from someone else's load. There's also a second part to this revolutionary thinking of mine, and look, I seriously don't know if you're ready for this one, because this takes the whole area of personal fashion self-determination to a level never before attempted, to the best of my knowledge at least. Okay, here it is. Are you ready? All right. A different type of shoe on each foot. Now, I understand that there could be some practical problems with this. Obviously, you're not going to be wearing a high heel shoe on one leg and an Ugg boot on the other for risk of being crippled within about three minutes. But let's at least mix and match the colours and designs on, say sneakers or flip-flops or at least shoes of a similar design. I think almost no one is doing this and I frankly want to know why. The reason for most people I suppose would be probably something along the lines of because I don't want people to think that I'm insane and I suppose that's fair enough. But honestly I think we need to take this bull by the horns if we really want to hit back at a fashion industry which seems to spend all its time telling us what to wear, what to buy, how to look. Right? Also, if we truly want to become that special one-of-a-kind person that we know we really are, totally unlike anybody else on the planet, then I believe this is our chance. 
more potentially original and versatile than tattoos and body piercings, and certainly less painful. So let's start using our feet in order to show that each of us is one of a kind, unafraid of those fashion Nazis, unafraid of a few blisters, and unafraid of giving everyone else a bloody good laugh. Now, that's real freedom, folks. And that's another Wonderland win. This is what I know. Theory time. And that's it for today's rule-breaking edition of Theory Time. And no, we don't take any prisoners here on the Wonderland, mostly because if we did, we'd have nowhere to put them. So, the next part of today's show is nowhere near as opinionated as that. And that's only because it's Song of the Day. Today we're going to hear something from one of our Wonderland-approved artists. And this time around, it's Helga Nieheim, one of Norway's finest drummers and a mighty fine songwriter too. So here's a taste of a track from his album, The Ride Back Home. And this one's called The Call. How about that? I've been trying to reach you, but you're so far away. Oh no. I've been dying to hold you, but you're not in my arms to stay. I made the call. I nailed it to the wall And I'll never be the same again I'm so alone Waiting by the phone I've been trying to teach you But you can't seem to find Your So obscene and wild. I'm so confused by what you really mean, and I'm trying to read between the lines. The love that you stole was the one that made me whole. was an excerpt from The Call from Helga Nieheim. And you can hear the rest of the track and, in fact, all of Helga's creations on Spotify and the other streaming services. So, 
A little while back, I was down by the lake of Zurich, indulging in a spot of people watching, as you do. And then I suddenly realised that calling it people watching is not really going far enough in terms of accurate and honest description. And that's led directly to what I'm going to tell you right here, right now, on Jeff's Thought of the Day. I was thinking about something, I think it was the thought of the day. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And welcome back to Thought of the Day. Now, everyone knows that antisocial behaviour is a bad thing. In the wake of the September 11 tragedy in New York City back in 2001, the world changed. And suddenly, everyone became aware of a thing called profiling, where assumptions based on a person's outward appearance were often used by police, the military and other security personnel in an attempt to figure out if that person was likely to blow something up. Well, we quickly learned that this was not a very reliable method of counter-terrorism after quite a few unfortunate incidents involving nervous policemen with guns and innocent people who didn't look sufficiently Caucasian, both being in the wrong place at the wrong time. But let's be honest, folks. We've been profiling since forever. We can't help it, because it's part of human nature dating back thousands of years when being able to quickly establish that someone was from a different tribe was sometimes very much a practical life or death consideration. Unfortunately, as we became more civilised, that instinct didn't go anywhere. It stuck with us and thus was born ugly stuff like racial discrimination and prejudice, both of which are fundamentally stupid. There's also an equally ingrained but much less toxic version of this that we also hung on to over the centuries. And that's the tendency I believe we all have to silently judge other people. I think this instinct is automatic, universal, and if we're to be totally honest with ourselves, it's kind of perversely satisfying, even though it really shouldn't be. On the plus side, though, this kind of judgment also takes no account of race, nationality, gender, age or social status, so everybody is fair game. The key to successfully pulling silent judgment off, though, is to make sure that it does indeed remain silent and undetected, and thus completely harmless. The payoff for the judger is, I believe, to come away with the ridiculous and almost certainly incorrect conclusion that he or she is somehow superior to the person being observed. Now, this is a person they've never met, spoken with or seen before, of whom they know absolutely nothing, apart from how that person looks at that precise moment, and will probably never ever see again as long as they live. On top of that, that person is highly unlikely to be remembered by the judger, at all, a very short time later. So if you really think about it, silent judgment is actually useless as a form of character assessment or even social observation, but it is nonetheless something that we do all the time, often subconsciously. But I think most of us would agree that when done right, it can be a harmless and tremendously enjoyable way to pass the time. Great free entertainment even, Possibly the funniest thing about it, though, is that while we're doing it, we're blissfully unaware that other people are doing it to us as well, very probably at the same time. Which makes it even more hilarious, I think. Kind of like a big fat piss take that everybody is in on, and that everybody is the butt of, and that no one is consciously aware of. 
So, yep, silent judgment is good, harmless fun. But make sure you keep it silent, or it may turn into something else not entirely pleasant in very quick time. Unless, of course, you enjoy getting beaten up by complete strangers. I think, I think it was the thought of the and day. there you have it. The conclusion of Thought of the Day and yet another episode. Well, I hope you enjoyed it, regardless of whether or not you agreed with everything in it. And who knows? Maybe you all think I'm a complete psycho. But hey, that's the risk you take when you share your stupid ideas with potentially as many as 7.8 billion people. In any case, do join me again next Friday as I hack once again relentlessly through the undergrowth of logic and mystery in a brand new episode of The Wonderland. Gotta come back to the